This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Hi, my name is Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live for the Think Future podcast. It's show number 151. That's right, folks. This is a pa- another, yet another palindromic show number. And today we're going to talk a little bit about visions, about how you can foster, truly foster a culture of innovation. So I've told you before, if you're a longtime listener to the show, that I used to work at Yahoo. I worked at Yahoo from 2004 through 2009. And during my time at Yahoo, ran a number of initiatives there. We ran an innovation program. I ran an internal innovation program, took a program that wasn't doing very well and turned it around and made it really sing and got employees very interested in looking forward and developing innovative products and services. Turned that into something that we called a futurist program where we basically did enterprise-wide, crowdsourced, foresight exercise, um, generating all sorts of really interesting, cool ideas, pumping up employee motivation, and also generating something like three to 400 interesting patentable ideas, which are now in play as part of the whole Verizon deal with Yahoo, and they've been recently valued at around a billion dollars. So one of the things, one of the things that I thought was very interesting from my time at Yahoo, and it seems that it's still like that today, is that when we looked at Yahoo, when we looked at Yahoo back in 2005, 2006, and we compared it against the other key companies of the day and looked at their origins, we looked at Amazon, we looked at Google, and we looked at eBay. And if you looked at those four companies, including Yahoo, you could very easily see what the core aspirational business of the company was. So Amazon was the store, the biggest, baddest online store on the internet. eBay was the auction site. And Google was the place where you got the most relevant search results. So then, at that time, they all had a very clearly articulated purpose. It was articulated by senior management. It was articulated by what they did, the directions the company went. All of those things were very 
clearly articulated. The mission of the company was very clearly articulated. Now, once the mission of the company is very clearly articulated, then the employees were allowed to interpret it any way they liked. If you think about it, it's a bit like the United States or any other country that has a constitution or a, a sort of top-level bill of laws and rules which states these are the things that must happen. But it, it states it in broad foundational terms. It doesn't give you, you have to do this and you have to do that. It, ta it gives you these broad foundational terms, a aspirational statements, so to speak, or a articulation of purpose, a super high level articulation of purpose that can be encapsulated in a few words and then it allows everyone else to work within that framework. And at the time we were thinking about Google, eBay, Amazon, and Yahoo. And at the time we thought to ourselves, where is the clear, straightforward, obvious statement of purpose, the articulation of our statement of purpose. I mean, if you look at where Yahoo came from, it was had very humble beginnings as a hand-curated web directory. And of course, something like a hand-curated web directory can't possibly be scalable. Well, it can be scalable to a certain degree, but it can't really scale all that well. I mean, look at Wikipedia, Mozilla, some of these directories have a real tough time maintaining their integrity. So at the time, a number of us were saying, well, what is our clearly articulated purpose? And after successive CEOs coming in and going, we had Terry Semmel, Carol Bartz, a number of others, Marissa Meyer lately, most lately. We eat each time a CEO came in. All of the, I mean, I didn't work there for the time there, but while I was there, when we saw Carol Bartz come in and other CEOs come in and go, I always hoped for the time I was there and the time I wasn't there for others who I knew who continued to work there, I always hoped that someone, one of the senior executives, the CEO preferably, would come out with that single defining purpose, which would be, this is Yahoo. This is what Yahoo stands for. This is what Yahoo is all about. And this is not just something that's told to the employees. It's also told to the shareholders and it's told to the public world. This is what our defining purpose is. This is what, th here I am articulating our purpose. And I'm doing it openly to everyone. And I'm not only doing it by articulating my purpose, by stating it. We're rolling everything else to be in line with this articulated purpose. So everything that we do is going to, in some way, move us toward that purpose. So. It's an inspirational statement. It's an aspirational statement, an inspirational statement to all the employees, the shareholders, the users of the company 
of the products and services of the company to state, this is what we are, this is the direction we're going in, and that's all you need to do. In order to allow that disruptive innovation to occur, you just make, you just articulate that statement, the senior managers articulate that statement, and then everything else falls into place because the employees, the shareholders, especially the employees go, okay, if that is what we are, then now we need, we know what we need to do in order to move us forward. And in the time I was there and the time after I was there, we never really got that clear articulated statement of purpose that would allow us to move forward and become that disruptive innovator. There are other companies that have that articulated state of purpose, and that's what they need. And that's what you need. If you are having trouble with disruptive innovation, if you are having trouble eliciting disruptive innovation from your employees, then maybe one of the issues that you have is you don't have that clearly articulated purpose. Or if you do have that clearly articulated purpose, maybe in addition to the clearly articulated purpose, you have all sorts of rules that maybe don't fall in with that clearly articulated purpose. Because senior managers can make a, uh, a purpose statement and say, this is what we're planning on doing. But then internally, you have all sorts of rules and regulations that are halting your people from doing those things. If you could pri provide that articulated statement, articulate that statement of purpose, and then throw that out to your employees and give them the minimum amount of other rules and regulations, then who knows what disruptive innovations they can build in line with that purpose. And like I said before, it's almost like a country. You have a country which is built with a foundational document like the Constitution. The U.S. Constitution is a foundational document. And while the U.S. Constitution as a foundational document was the only rule of the land, innovation flourished. But then once you start bringing in rules and regulations to augment, supposedly augment the Constitution, layering on more and more rules and more and more regulations, and even some of them going up against the intent of the original Constitution, the intent of the original articulation of purpose for the country, then that's when you run into trouble. So just like in the country, if you trimmed back, if you made that statement of purpose, then trim back all the rules and regulation that keep your employees from being able to build to that statement of purpose, then you'll probably see some very interesting, very disruptive innovation from your teams. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.